I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. And you know, this uh, life of ours, you've heard me say it if you've listened, it's a journey. Uh, it's not just something where you just arrive one day and then everything's perfect. It is, it is a long walk, and it's uh, not always a perfect walk, but today we're going to hear from someone uh, who actually has a book out that is called a perfect walk it's available now it's by paul m gallagher and and paul's had to walk through a lot and he's continuing to walk through it and, and he's his uh, willingness to talk openly about some things uh is really a, a wonderful thing and if you're struggling with some anxiety issues with uh anything that you feel like is holding you back emotionally spiritually mentally this will be a good conversation, so I appreciate you guys being here. Listening, if you haven't followed, subscribed, liked, or shared, do that now. Uh, you'll get notified of more great interviews. Paul, great to have you on Life Today Live. Thanks, Randy. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to uh, this interview. Um, and again, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man. So so tell us a little bit about your walk, uh, and, and then we'll discuss some of the details. But give us a little bit of background on, on, on who you are and how you've gotten to where you are now. Okay. So I grew up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was born uh, the last day of 1973, so I'm 48 years old. Grew up in Milwaukee. I'm currently in Vail, Colorado, beautiful uh, ski resort. Um, it's a long story. Um, the book covers approximately 45 or 46 years. Looking back at uh, childhood, I had a serious eye injury blunt force trauma at the age of four mm. almost blind in my right eye thankfully i have a good left eye that sees uh 2020 20. but again at age four back in 1978 i had a uh, blunt force trauma eye injury that caused uh you know some issues physical um emotional and eventually mental um i grew up in the home of an alcoholic uh that also led to some some anxiety issues. So I think uh, mostly with my anxiety issues and mental health issues, which I actually think a lot of it is spiritual warfare, to be honest, um, started at a young age, yeah. again, age four. Yeah. I mentioned in the book that, uh, you know, going to swim lessons was difficult because I don't know if there was separation anxiety or what the deal was, but I recall at a very young age vomiting a lot. Whether I went to swim lessons, whether I went to a sleepover at a friend's house, even the neighbor's house, which was maybe 50 feet away. Anyways, age uh, 13, I would say, is when uh, the OCD kicked in. Um, things just had to be a certain way. Age 15, uh, deep depression. Between 15 and 20, I really had some deep depression. I went into some very dark spots. And then, yeah, in my 20s, my 20s were not good. There was a lot of, you know, womanizing and drunkenness and poor decisions. I couldn't hold a job for the longest time. I'm currently employed out here with the town of Vail, and I've been there almost five years, which is a blessing. Um, anyways, I couldn't hold a job. 
you'll see that in the book as well. Probably close to 34 jobs between mm. the ages of 21 and 40. Jeez. So, so wait, wait, yeah. Have, have you, ever, sorry, you ever gone and talked to anyone to, to see if there's anything medically going on or have you talked to you know, uh, a counselor or psychiatrist or anything to see if there's some, some childhood trauma that's, that's caused a lot of that. Maybe you ever get any kind of resolution on the roots of those things. I think, uh, I think a lot of it is trauma from my childhood. And again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I think a lot of this is spiritual warfare. Sure. We do, we do have an enemy and he attacked me at a young age and I'm not going to sit here and blame other individuals in my life. Um, I know the Savior, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior, and he can do anything. And he's actually working on miracle in my mind and in my life. But uh, getting back to your question about doctors and psychiatrists and such, I've seen so many you know, counselors, psychiatrists over the years. Honestly, I don't think medication is the answer. You can't medicate sin. There's a lot of sin in my life. Again, Sexual immorality, I'm just going to be honest, sexual immorality, drunkenness, mm. poor decisions, anger, pride. Um, you can't medicate sin. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it does. The reason I ask is because uh, there are some, some people, I mean, just like, well, you mentioned trauma with your eye. Both my retinas have detached. Uh, and it wasn't, oh, from, wow. it wasn't from boxing <laughs> because I've never boxed. Sure. It wasn't from, you know, any kind of accident. It just, I mean, our bodies are not perfect. Right. And things break down. You know, you mentioned before we started, you got some, you've had trouble with your knee and it wasn't from like a skiing accident or something. There are some people who have, who have trouble with the organ of the brain, uh, that have to, you know, get something to regulate different you know hormonal levels or things like that and so i don't discount that um and so you know if there's something medically that can be addressed i've seen people benefit from that um uh, but yet you're right 100 percent. you if, if it's sin induced trauma and even some childhood induced trauma i don't know medication is the answer so you there's not like a one-size-fits-all uh, so I'm just curious about your approach to even even beginning to try to get to the root of that to know how to address it best. Again, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of this is uh, from my childhood, a very young age. Yeah. And again, um, I really think personally that it's mostly spiritual warfare. I can't say all of it, but I've seen a lot of doctors, you know, regarding, you know, like I had chest pain for many years. I've had stomach pain, mm. etc. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of this is, you know, spiritual warfare, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah. Sure. a lot of this, what works for me is to, you know, consistently attend church, to read the word of God, to exercise intensely, which is hard to do with a knee that has, you know, so many issues, but, you know, there are things that I can still do with a bad knee, such as swimming and, you know, biking and the rowing machine. Anyways, I'm a big believer in intense uh, exercise to fight the intense anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then that's kind of a, a physical response to uh, something that may have a physical component to it. You mentioned that you are uh, you're a Christian. Uh, when did when did faith become a part of your life? At the age of uh, in my early 30s, I'm 48. At about age 33, I was going through the motions for many years at the uh, Catholic Church. 
And at the age of 33, I decided to leave the Catholic Church and I went to a non-denominational with my sister. My sister has mentioned in the book several times. She's been a big influence in this journey, in this walk, Mm. if you will. Uh, She's amazing. Michelle is just an amazing human being. And she's she's the one that led me to Christ. Mm. Um, You know, she encouraged me to listen to Christian music and to, you know, read the Bible and to go to church. She's an amazing woman. Um, I, I cannot say enough good things about her. But again, in my early 30s, I was like, okay, nothing's working here. Like medication isn't working. Uh, you know, reading these self-help books mm-hmm. isn't working. So I truly turned to, you know, the Bible and a good church. And I, I still listen to a lot of Christian music, you know, K-Love and Air One. Yeah, those are good. There's a lot of good yeah. Christian music out there. And, you know, back in the day, I used to be, you know, Motley Crue and Def Leppard and, you know, <laughs> right, these, right. These, these, these rock bands, you know, and I'll occasionally listen to them. But for the most part, you know, I'm trying to listen to, there's a good station out here, KLTT, a good Christian radio station that plays, you know, messages from Dr. Charles Stanley mm-hmm. and Dr. David Jeremiah. Anyway, so, yeah, I've really gone from um, listening to not so healthy music to Christian music. Yeah, and that's been a big that's been a big help. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, occasional junk food won't kill you, <laughs> but but if it's your yeah. diet, it's gonna bring you down. There's no doubt. Exactly, about that. that's that's pretty interesting. Um, so, you your book is called A Perfect Walk, and yet, um, from what you've described so far, it has been anything but perfect. What are you getting at in the title there? Yes, sir. So I was on a walk one day many years ago, probably 15 years ago. Yeah, at about age 33 when I turned to uh, the Word um, as my healer, as my counselor. Um, at the age of 30, you know, in my early 30s, I would say, I was walking my dog one day in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, my hometown. And there was a raised piece of concrete, and I kind of stumbled on it. I tripped. And I won't say exactly what I said, <laughs> but, you know, there were some not so good words that came out of my mouth. And I said, it doesn't have to be a perfect walk. And for whatever reason that stuck in my head. And that day I was like, you know what, this is, this life is not going to go perfectly smoothly. You know, you're occasionally going to stumble on a raised piece of concrete. You're going to make mistakes. So it just stuck in my head um, as a book title. And back then I was like, I'm going to write a book one day and just share my, my story, my testimony, my journey. And that's what I came up with. This has been anything but perfect. Mm. Uh, human beings are not perfect. There was one perfect human being on this earth, Jesus Christ, many years ago, 2,000 years ago. Um, so you know, I'm also a big baseball fan. That didn't really play into the title, but you know, there, there's a walk in baseball. But anyways, yeah, that just stuck in my head. Yeah. On that walk with my dog, Bruno, that day when I stumbled, I said, it doesn't have to be a perfect walk. Yeah. Anyways, and it's again, like you said, it's been anything but perfect. But here I am at the age of forty-eight, and I'm still here, and I'm here for a reason. God has a purpose and a plan. As you, when you when you met Christ, real personally, and I'm not suggesting it can't be done in the Catholic Church by any means, but that move for you Correct. moved you to to a, a personal walk uh, with Christ. Did you find that there were lies that you had believed? through your 20s uh, and even younger that had to be corrected by the truth of Christ? 
Absolutely. I was extremely competitive. The lie in my head was if you lose, you're a loser. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anytime I play in a basketball game or a softball game, I was extremely angry and I'm sure my friends have a lot of stories. Um, I would get into verbal confrontations and, you know, looking back, it's so embarrassing the way I acted, you know, towards, you know, the opposing team and to, you know, referees and officials. But the line in my head was, yeah, if you lose, you're a loser. That is not true. As long as you compete and give your best, win or lose, it's okay. That was one lie. Another lie. I mean, there were so many lies in my head. I, I don't know where to start, but that was that came to mind right away. Mm -hmm. Also that, uh, you know, things had to be perfect. You know, the OCD, um, you know, my home had to be perfect. The paperwork in my home had to be perfect. The, you know, kitchen cabinets had to be perfect. You know, just this lie that everything had to be a certain way. That was a lie, too. And, you know, the lie that, you know, I wasn't good enough. Yeah. that I was stupid, yeah, you know, all these lies in my head from the enemy. A lot of it comes down to identity. What is your identity? Is your identity in sports? Like for, you know, for me, the Green Bay Packers, that's my football team. Well, had they lost yesterday to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. not my identity. Yeah. You know, when it, comes, when it comes to competition, there's going to be a winner and a loser. Yeah. And the next day, who cares? Yeah, uh, this is all temporary. This is all going to be gone one day. It doesn't matter. You're talking to a Bucks fan. That that game ah. is really disappointed, but it's okay. It's okay. okay. See, it's okay. That's the thing. It's okay. Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> so, it, as you, I'm curious, curious about the OCD, uh, it's something okay. I, I completely don't understand. So I'm not okay. going to sit here and pretend like I do. But um, is that is that purely spiritual? Is is there some other a psychological component to it i'm curious do you think and and how do you how do you not let that torment you on a daily basis i think ocd a lot of it is i mentioned earlier at the age of 13 is one thing just had to be a certain way i had to put on my clothing for school mm -hmm. the next day a certain way you know shoes and underwear and socks and pants and shirt had to go a certain you know had to be set a certain way on this chair um, I, I do think some of it is spiritual. And now that I'm sitting here talking to you, I think what comes to mind is the fear of making a mistake. Mm, yeah. You know, whether it be, oh, I left the stove on and now, you know, the house was on fire. I made a huge mistake. I lost all my personal belongings. And that just hit me sitting here talking to you. It's a big, a big piece of it is a fear of making a mistake. Getting back to spiritual warfare, I think uh, sure. this is how the enemy attacks. Yeah, yeah. You know, the mind. In, in fairness, religion can kind of create that fear too. Sure. Uh -huh. but, yes, absolutely. So, so what's the what's the truth that you know now that combats that lie that you're gonna make a mistake and therefore you're bad or things are gonna go bad? What's what's the what what, what counteracts that? So what I've really focused on is, again, this is all temporary. There is no human being living a perfect life. Mm -hmm. Every home has a mess, you know, whether it be, you know, the pantry or the living room, whatever the case might be. No human being is leading a perfect life. And that's okay. It is okay to have, you know, crumbs on the kitchen counter. It's okay to have, you know, crumbs on the kitchen floor. You know, whatever the case might be, there is no human being leading a perfect life. And... 
we just have to let these things go. It, it's not easy for somebody that's battled OCD for, sure. gosh, 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that uh, just saying that to myself really helps. There is no human being leading a perfect life. Yeah, yeah. No, my, my wife would attest to at least one who does not lead a perfect life, but it's a different topic entirely. Uh, so um, when when you talk about anxiety and things like that, you know, the scripture says be anxious about nothing. Nothing. Um, but that doesn't mean it actually. So I, I've talked to people smarter than me, and it's not that you won't have anxiety. The be anxious in the original language is a verb that indicates dwelling on the anxiety. And if you look at the structure of the scripture, it then goes on to tell you, instead, set your mind on these things. And it has a a Mm -hmm. list of things that are healthy, that are positive. And so it's not that you won't have anxiety. You will. It's, It's part of life. It's that we don't, when we recognize it, we don't fixate on it. And instead, we turn our minds, which is actually the Greek connotation, right? the Greek definition of repentance, which is to change your mind. But we turn our focus, right. our minds, to these other things. How, what, what have you turned your mind to in those moments of anxiety where it comes back at you? Because I know it comes back at you on a probably fairly regular basis, but at least has in the past. Yeah. It's gotten better over the years. I've noticed that uh, certain supplements really help me. I'm not a doctor, but for me, I've noticed that uh, you know certain supplements really help me to combat the the anxiety. Yeah. For me, it's vitamin B, vitamin D, magnesium, and fish oil. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not a doctor, but I am saying with somebody <laughs> with uh, many decades of anxiety, taking those supplements has really helped, yeah. along with you know, the intense exercise and getting in the word and being consistent with, you know, going to church. I'm doing this interview at the Vail Church, my church, and, you know, just being consistent with uh, church attendance and serving. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but, yeah, you know, no, certain it, supplements it, do it, help. It, it does. And, and you know what, you, you kind of go back to my one of my earlier questions, which is physically, are, is there anything? Because I think we have to come at this body, mind and spirit. And Absolutely. too many times we ignore one or the other. The world certainly wants to ignore the spiritual part of it, but in, in the church, mm-hmm. sometimes we ignore the body part of it. And I think it's very valid, 100% valid, to look at you know, diet or supplements or even Absolutely. medication if necessary. Uh, exercise, huge one, you know, because it, it does. It all impacts the way our physiology works and, and our spirits impact our bodies, our bodies impact our spirits. That's the that's the mess we're in in this life is that we we are you know a renewed mm-hmm. spirit in Christ stuck in a decomposing broken body, uh, yeah, and it can these be tents, these tents break down. They do, it, they do, yeah. and it can be conflicting and confusing at times. So I appreciate the fact that you you know want to ask a question like how do you get how do you get your mind off of the anxiety and onto the good things. You, you talk about the physical things as well as the music you listen to or attending church, because these are all practices that, are, that lead to health and, and point to health. How do you mm-hmm. feel today compared to when you were, say, 30 years old and hadn't addressed these issues head on and 
were you know sin was a daily part of your life it was a part of your practice it was how do you feel yeah, looking back looking back at the age of 30 gosh i was a mess i mean there was you know pornography there was drunkenness again it's embarrassing to look back at that uh that time in my life but i'm doing a lot better now and again i one thing i want to say is you know the importance of daily discipline yeah so for me you know a typical day is you know getting up at a certain time getting on my knees you know worshiping praising praying uh you know on a typical work day going to work you know 9 a.m to 7 p.m but during the work day again as i mentioned earlier listening to kayla for example yeah. or listening to kltt um david jeremiah charles stanley you know these really good uh pastors those are my two favorites right there by the way um and then you know in the evening after work you know as we've talked about the importance of nutrition eating a healthy meal getting that exercise in i do a lot of walking i do a lot of um gosh i used to do a lot of hiking but you know right now with my knee a lot of a lot of walking and push-ups and you know uh, all these things matter so the importance of daily discipline everything from prayer to work to exercise to nutrition to of course getting in the word you know every night i read my uh holy bible app and i read my mm -hmm. daily devotionals and my daily prayer so just having those good habits those good daily habits mm -hmm. has made a huge difference back at the age of 30 i could barely hold a job i would sleep in until noon i'd stay up until two three in the morning i was so depressed you know i had suicidal thoughts that's in the book as well and you know i i had the means to take my own life i had a handgun mm -hmm. but um thankfully that never happened and you know, 18 years later, at the age of 48, I'm doing a lot better, and I cannot stress enough the importance of taking it one day at a time and yeah. having those good daily habits. Oh, absolutely. And, and you mentioned obviously, you don't have a lot of peace in your life if you if you're having you know suicidal ideation. Do you have Correct. peace in your life now? I do. I do. Um, I would say in the last actually six months to a year. God has really worked a miracle in my mind and in my heart. I couldn't have done this interview probably even a year ago. Yeah. You know, I didn't have the peace of mind. Funny thing is, I was doing interviews for the book with, you know, several different outlets maybe a year ago. I just, I didn't have peace of mind. I didn't feel like I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Those were tough interviews. I'm afraid to go back and listen, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, talking to you, you know, I feel, I feel at peace. And I can't stress enough. Gosh, get in the word. Yeah. There's one thing I'm going to leave this interview with. It's get in the word. That is where you find truth. You don't find truth, you know, in Fox News or in CNN right. or in the Wall Street Journal. You find truth in the Bible. I cannot stress that enough. I tell you what I like about you, Paul. Uh, you're you're raw and you're real. You're not pretending to be something you're not. You're open about the things you've gone through and the things that have helped you. And I think a lot of people need to hear that because sometimes, you know, you get the polished up version of what you should do to overcome in this life and whatever. And it seems unattainable for a lot of people that are in the mm -hmm. struggle, especially, sure. you know, with deep anxiety and, and suicidal thoughts for sure. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you say to someone who maybe is, you know, 10 years behind you, 20 years behind you going, I I don't think I'll ever come out of this. Sure. 
And that was me for a long, long time. I was in a rut for <laughs> decades. But I would say to that person, you know, find a good local church. I, I do believe in the benefit of counseling for some people. If you're really anxious, you're really depressed, if you're having suicidal thoughts, absolutely go see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say first and foremost, find a good local church that is going to feed you the word and also provide, you know, there's fellowship and opportunities to serve. That's where I would start. I would secondly go to a local gym, get a gym membership and find what you like. What is your passion? Is it, you know, the treadmill? Is it the recumbent bike? Is it a Peloton spin bike? Whatever the case might be, find your passion as far as exercise and hang in there. Take it one day at a time. Like I said, have those daily, those good daily habits and people listening to this interview are more than welcome to email me. I am more than happy to share my story as I've done with you and in the book, Paul at a perfect mm-hmm. I am more than happy to, you know, listen mm-hmm. to share my story, to give you hope. I'll never forget the one time I was with my sister in our minivan in Milwaukee, you know, you know in a parkway, it was really peaceful and quiet. I was just in a counseling session, a counseling session with a Christian counselor and I was driving around with her just talking about life and my anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. And I just broke down crying. She said, what's wrong? And I said, I think there's hope. Yeah. It's probably my early thirties and I don't know what it was, but I can still picture being in that minivan and I cannot tell you how, how deep the depression was. Mm. It, it physically hurt. Mm. My brain, my chest, my stomach, I mean, it's been it's been hell. And like I said, it's spiritual warfare in my opinion. But I told her that day, I said, I think there's hope. And again, I met with a Christian counselor, he prayed for me. And that was a big moment in my life. Again, early 30s, um, my sister, and that's when I found a good local church. And there is hope, there is a way out of this mess. Trust me, I've been in so much physical pain um, even a year or two ago, I was like, oh my gosh, this, this physically hurts. Like it felt like my brain was in a vice mm. and it felt like somebody was stepping on my chest and it felt like there was a fire in my belly. It's beyond intense. Um, anyways, getting back to your question, people are more than welcome to email me at paulataperfectwalk.com. I'm here to help you, to listen to you, to share my story. But again, the importance of um, finding a good local church, joining a local gym and finding something you can do for work. My current role is a really good fit um, with my anxiety. I'm very independent. Um, you know, there's minimal stress. I work in uh, parking enforcement for the town of Vale and it's a great fit. I'm so blessed to have, you know, the benefits of people that I work with, but you have, you have to find that as well, a good fit yeah. employment wise yeah. for me. I, I, again, 34 jobs in how many years? And a lot of those jobs were not a good fit. Yeah. I appreciate your willingness to share. And and I got, you know, a lot of people feel like there's not hope and there is hope. And if if you want to reach out to Paul, you can do it through his website, Paul M Gallagher writer.com. You can find the book there. His email address is on there as well. And Paul, uh, it is a requirement on my program. If you use your middle initial on your website, you got to tell us what it stands for. Michael. Michael. Oh, Paul. Paul Michael Gallagher, a good Irish name. I mean, yeah, is, for sure. That is, is Absolutely. 
Man, I appreciate you. I encourage you. Encourage you in your walk. And I appreciate you saying, you know what, I'm not perfect, but we know someone who is, and I'm willing to walk with you on Absolutely. that walk to perfection. Uh, that's that's really that's really big. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate your time. Uh, the website's a little confusing, but if you Google www.aperfectwalk.com, that will take you to, I think, okay. paulmgallagherwriter.com. Okay. But uh, I really appreciate your time. This was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. And uh, again, I, I appreciate it. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you too, man. There is hope. Check out his book. Uh, if you want to hear someone who's just walking the walk, living the struggle, but overcoming, you can you can do that. And come back if you haven't followed, subscribed, liked, do those things. And we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. Thanks, Randy. Man comes to the Father.